never be satisfied. Well, what does that mean? Tell me one other area in your life that that would be a good thing to never be satisfied. <laughs> you know, I'm never satisfied with my kids. I'm never satisfied with my wife. I'm never satisfied. It's like, no, you should be satisfied with what you're doing. The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. And we're back with the Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. I'm excited today. I have got my man, Aaron O'Connell with Y to Fitness. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. How are you doing, Jason? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. It's an easy go-to when you're like, here's the weather. So I'll tell you the weather in San Diego. I don't <laughs> see the sun. Um, it's not like the postcards they always tell you about. Um, but I'll say it's a, a little chillier uh, as usual. As you can see, I'm wearing this thing right here. Um, but not bad, man. How about you? How's everything out your way? Well, you know, I'm in uh, sunny South Florida, so I do got the sun, which I usually do. But it's a little bit colder, you know, it, it, it's just like you. So it's, we, we're down into like the, you know, the high 60s, low 70s for the day, <laughs> which is about <laughs> the coldest it's really going to get. We might get a little bit colder than that, but, you know, it's a great day here. Always, always sunny here. And just, you know, celebrating God and just all that the good Lord creates for us, man. That's cool, man. It sounds like you have yourself a passion, you have a purpose. And I always like that kind of stuff when people get on here. So I'm going to jump right into this, man. I'm going to, I'm going to just ask uh, something that um, comes up, I'm sure. Um, either it comes with religion or it comes with uh, whatever. Yeah. In this scenario, you combine the two fitness. Uh, what, what is it about, um, and I'll kind of put this here, that uh, your clientele, you know, we talk about business on here and trying to work with clients and, and, and really tried to help them excel and, and get them through the process. And there's mm -hmm. obviously a transformation that you take people through. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to, you know, in, dive into my side of like uh, religion or Christianity or anything like that. But in a, as a whole, um, when you start to work into work with clients, and you start to work with people that have maybe a Christian background, and you look at it and say, look, health and fitness, I've got to transform that person. What are some things that you look at and going, hey, you know what, I can kind of attach, um, you know, I can attach XYZ with this, because there might be some things that people hold themselves back, you know, uh, you know, this maybe doesn't mean that much to me. Mm -hmm. So what is it you think um, holds people back that maybe have religious beliefs uh, to put themselves into fitness, I guess you would say? Well, one of the biggest things that trip many Christians up or really anyone is that they're not aligning what they're doing with their values. So they have these values. So that's why I do only work with Christians, because then we have the value book called the Bible <laughs> that we that we that we base our truth on we we are it's absolutely tr absolute truth that's what we all agree on so if we can agree that the bible is absolute truth that's something we can build off of so in the bible it will say stuff like hey have no other gods before me have no idols well what is an idol an idol is something that you hold above god because God should be number one. So a lot of people will all of a sudden start looking at health and fitness, and they start making it an idol. 
they start making it being the thing that makes them feel better. It's the thing that makes them feel like they're enough because most people have goals that are backwards looking. They get into things to not be something. They want to not be depressed. They want to not be fat. They want to not feel less than. Mm. Well, the only thing in the Bible it says that's going to satisfy is God. But then they start looking at to diets, they start looking to all these man-made workouts, and then they start struggling with them. They start trying to become like the world, you see, and it says right there in Romans 12, do not copy the patterns of this world, but be renewed by, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So true transformation is going to happen from the renewing of the mind, not by just picking up another way to lose weight because let's be real man you can go on to google <laughs> and search nine million ways to get fit to eat you can find your macros you can find all these ways but the problem then becomes is how do they stay consistent with it how can they make it their own because it's our own race to run so that's what really y2 fitness does is we get to the nitty-gritty of what actually means something to them, which is should be meaning their purpose in life, why they were created, what they were on their plates, and not so much put their life into fitness, but put fitness into their life. So fitness can serve them. Yeah, I think that um, it's always interesting because uh, I don't want to say there's a lazy aspect to it, um, but it's very easy to probably say, you know, and, and as, I mean, yourself, you're a business owner, and, and as you're, you're trying to build a business, um, you're also looking at who your clientele is, mm -hmm. and you look at some of the things that people are, you know, identified as struggles. Um, when, it, when it comes to, to this part, and you've identified, hey, I, I work with Christians and anything like that, and my assumption would be that if somebody uh, needed your help, I'm sure that that would be a denier, you're not going to help them, I don't get that vibe from you. No. But I think that um, how has that helped uh, in, you know, on a sense of entrepreneurship, being able to really just niche down and work with just those people? What, what was there? A, did you ever try it just fitness? So, yeah, definitely getting to micro niches is so important, especially nowadays, especially online, because if you're just trying to be fitness, you, you don't mean anything. You're, just, you're literally just Google all over again, starting to spout these facts and these facts. But most people aren't really looking for that change, that, that quick change. They say they are, that, that those lose the 30 pounds. No, they're usually looking to feel important. They're usually feel, trying to reduce a struggle. They're trying to, there's something much more deeper than just the fitness aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So you really need to niche down for sure. And I, I started a long time ago, I've been training for well over a decade and mm -hmm. did just throw the cast net out there back when, and you all of a sudden get old ladies, young girls, old men, young men, and there's so many different types of, <laughs> of goals that there's no loyalty then, because let's be real, doctors are still practicing. So what do you, so what do you think personal trainers and nutritionists, nutritionists are, are doing? They're guessing maybe at best at some of them, mm -hmm. you know, but really 
it's about getting to know that person, what their real struggles are, what their real obstacles are, because it's not about what you can do for a short amount of period of time or a long period of time to get you to where you want to go. Because if you get on something, you got to get off. No, what's more important is how you fail at stuff, how you get off of things, because those obstacles, they're, they're always going to come, whether it be your family, whether it be a sickness, an injury, work, whatever, whatever obligation that may be, those are always going to happen. So if you can start figuring out how you start failing at things, then you can start building systems around that. And usually when you're failing as, as a Christian, it's usually some form of attack from the devil. It's some spiritual warfare that's going on that is, comes out of left field. So instead of trying to just hunker down onto the world, you then start saying, hey, how can I give this to God? What is a way that I can not have this emotional response? Because it's usually the response that kills you, not the actual event. It's what you end up doing afterwards and getting off the rails. Because if you just have something come out of left field, but hop right back onto the track, it's usually no harm, no foul, no matter what, where you are in business and health or where, whatever niche you're in or, or industry you're in. But it's really about figuring out those obstacles and those challenges that are presented. And, and within the Christian community, that's, that's where I really start excelling with them is because, hey, the obstacles are actually fitness itself. They're saying stuff like, it's all about you. It's you versus you. Well, that sounds like you have a bipolar disease or something like that. <laughs> you, you know, never be satisfied. Well, what does that mean? Tell me one other area in your life that that would be a good thing to never be satisfied. <laughs> you know, I'm never satisfied with my kids. I'm never satisfied with my wife. I'm never satisfied. It's like, no, you should be satisfied with what you're doing. And, and ironically, it is actually, uh, it's actually very common to not be satisfied, right? And, mm -hmm. and I think it's, it's very, it's, especially if uh, either type A personality um, someone that is a driver, someone that wants more, um, there's a sense of like, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to be satisfied. I talk about, um, here to Tim Grover, he was, uh, I've heard of him, uh, Michael Jordan's, he did the book Winning, and then he also did, uh, he just released Relentless. I've read Relentless, that's where, our, that's where the name comes from. He was also Kobe's, uh -huh. um, Brian's um, trainer as well, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And it's a great book, and I think that um, one of the things, and you bring this up, it's like, never being able to be satisfied. I think that there's something else that's there. I think that um, maybe satisfied sits at, um, and, and I say this even out of my own personal experiences would be like, uh, you know, never being satisfied is like always pinning at about 8,000 RPMs. And you're just never satisfied and never satisfied. But the reality is that if you kind of step off a little bit, then there's really that, that's what he talks about in relentless mm -hmm. and, and winning is that the mindset is saying, wait a minute, it's not going to be satisfied on what the dopamine is right now. However, what it is, is you need to go and actually chunk this thing down and actually go for something that has those failure points. And I think that's, is, does that sound kind of what you're talking yes. about? It's like, yeah, there's these little failure failures that go through. What, what is it in, in your, in your business model that as you go through this, how, how hard do you feel that you can 
push someone, and this is just interesting, in that community, I, I definitely wouldn't say it's a soft community. I wouldn't mean that at all. But you do carry more people that maybe are empaths as well inside mm -hmm. that community. Um, this happens in anything. If it's a financial person that's helping them coach through finances or whatever it is, how do you find yourself working with people? Because I think that's what people do anyway, right? They're, this is kind of the age of transformation. I mean, everybody's mm -hmm. trying. I mean, everybody probably tried to do better, right? I mean, that's been around for years. But there really is this outward sense. You can see it. I mean, you're on the online. It's like gone from there. So how do you find yourself um, positioning yourself, especially with that community, and not breaking them? Because there's obvious, I, I don't know, I think there's certain things people would do that are just relentless that you'd be like, mm -hmm. I don't want to be that way. How do you find yourself in that position? So really, that's what the great thing with my community is and within the Christian community is you, you have Jesus. You, you, have the, you have Jesus modeling everything of how we were supposed to handle pretty much every single type of confrontation to any type of situation that there is. He was the, the greatest model of that. So you always, we always dive right back into the Bible, but on more of a, a physical sense of things is even within the Christian community, it's, you still get all the different types of players. You, <laughs> you sure. get the ones that you get the ones that want, I need direction right now. And then you get the ones that can't follow the direction <laughs> worth their life. Yeah. You see, but that's, that's why I had to step away from personal training, from blanket training, just, Hey, here, my, so many trainers out there slash health coaches, they're, they're results based. And, and all the coaches that even help out trainers, online trainers tell you, you should be results-based. You're selling a product, which is to lose weight, this or this or that. Well, within my community, it's not to latch on to just losing weight. It doesn't make sense because there's so much more to it. So through that, I actually, I've, I've built out a whole program for them where it takes them through video series, you know, have all your modules, just like any type of online tra training system that there is that that's more upscale, but really you have to get so defined into their why, their why to fitness. You see, that's why I call my business. That is why they're doing it in the first place. And if you start asking people why they need to get bigger, why they need to get lose weight, all these different things, they start saying stuff that has nothing to do with the gym, but everything about their quality of their life, about their kids, about their, about their jobs, about their energy levels, about their health and those types of things. So a lot of times I'll get a lot of people coming in thinking they want to lift weights or, or get on these diets and do all these things. But as you start working with them, it has nothing to do with that. It's more to do with they want to feel like they're enough. They want to just know that they are doing enough to feel good about themselves. That's why people will walk in and pay seven, $800 to some fat trainer at a gym and get no results for a whole year. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll go get a little bit, but all they're really searching for is that, that pat on the back. Well done. But if it's all based on worldly things, well, that's why we go right back to the Bible again. We're not supposed to put our treasure into our into the world. We're, we're not citizens of the world here. So it's always taking in within my community focus off of the world and off of themselves and on to Christ. And when you do that, that's when he's able to step in 
and meet you in the gap. And when you then you can get somebody that is so gung ho about working out because you'll get that's one type of client where they need to work out. If they don't work out, they feel like crap. They feel they go crazy or whatever it is. Well, then they're 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 basing their whole life on and their quality of life is if they get into the gym, if they diet this way, which then that's going to be a total different path than somebody that's struggling to get into the gym because they're too busy with their kids. So really that methodology that I do and that I help so many people with is meeting them where they're at and starting at where they are, because you can't give any type of advice, especially health advice without knowing where they are. It'd be like, it would be like going into a GPS and not letting it know where you are, but plugging in the coordinates to go to where you want to go. (laughs) You're just going to, you're not going to get there, you know, because if I'm in Florida and you're in California, you see, and, and I think, you know, and you want to go to New York, but you think, be? you know, exactly. You're in California, you're trying to go to New York. You better head, start heading Northeast. Hmm. But if you think you're in Florida and you're in California, you're just going to start heading up North. And then you're going to be in Washington when you think you're in New York and halfway through, you're going to be going through Northern Cal. You're going to be like, wait a minute. This isn't even what I want. This isn't even making me feel better. This isn't even making me feel the way that I thought. So many people will be trying to get healthy for their kids. And then all of a sudden they're more tired or they want to make their husbands or their wives more attracted to them, but then they, they lose all this weight and then they're not even getting that result. They're not fulfilled by, and that's the greatest failure. The greatest failure isn't failing. The greatest failure is to get what you want, but be unfulfilled by it. I've talked about this before on the podcast and it was um, many people become Olympic champions and the day after they get the gold, they're miserable. Mm -hmm. I think there's also something what you're saying is, it's important for people to, uh, you know, have something that's bigger even than the thing that you're doing. And it's like, okay, you know, I got to, when this is done, I got to have something next, you know, or I'm going to be lost. And, And people do panic about that. Like, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, it happens with people that are retiring, right? I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. What am I going to do? You know? Yeah. And I, and I think that there's a, there's something there that people, you know, start to look at. I, I remember it, um, I've never had this. I've been, I've worked out my whole life. I've been, you know, doing things that keep me as fit as possible. I mean, I drink lemon water every single day. Yeah. I do. I boil turmeric and I, you know, I go that whole process. But for the first time in my life, um, I never, I hadn't had this ever. And this was only about probably three months ago. And I had gone uh, to yoga and I realized I came home and I, and I was like, I'd never been in, I've never had this in my head. And, and it, it wasn't yoga. It just was something. And I've never had that feeling that I was like, I have to actually schedule this. Like, this has got to be. I never, I don't know what happened, maybe my body, my brain, whatever it is, as I'm getting older, it was basically saying, you need this. And if you don't have this, then you're not very happy. And I never understood, I didn't understand that. I I didn't understand that. What's your thoughts on kind of that process? What do you, what do you first explain just a little bit further, what you mean by, I need this to be happy? What do you mean by that? I mean, maybe not to sense of like the word would like be happy. But there's parts of us that would say be whole 
And I think that there's like, in, in my mind, there was a sense of like, you know what, if I don't go out and I don't see people, yeah. and if I don't feel, and if I don't kind of give myself that exercise, I've never, I've always been in those environments. I've been yeah. COVID and whatever it is, there's been transitions and stuff. I've just never been in a place where I went, wow. Like, cause obviously I left and I put fulfilled. Yeah. I mean, that's the final yeah. conclusion. And I looked back and I came home and I remember like talking to myself and I was like, wow, I really do have to kind of check that box off in my life. And I never realized that. And I think yeah. that a lot of people probably don't, they don't know that there's certain things that if you do those things, then you're going to feel much better. I mean, I run a daily yeah. routine and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But man, it, it, it didn't, it didn't have to do with the working out. It actually had to do with the people. Yeah. Well, people aren't people without people, you know, well, that, could get you, that could get you messed up. People are people. Oh, I, well, well, the worst place you can possibly be in earth is solitary confinement. Mm. You, they go people go crazy if they don't get like they, they even the people in solitary confinement they say hey this person needs to be let out of the cell at least four hours a day or else we know what's going to happen they go, end up going in they go insane you know because they we are created for for socialism but well, not socialism that's not that's not <laughs> being social <laughs> don't quote that one <laughs> but yeah let's, but, let's see how that goes how right, that goes right. on a capitalistic uh, podcast. Right, that is, not, that is not what I meant to say. But we, we're created to be social, and yeah. that's where we thrive. Like even not many even entrepreneurs make it without having other people around them. That's why we have masterminds. That's why we have so many things that involve other people. You don't see any super wealthy CEOs that don't have an amazing team underneath them. Mm it's very rare to be that solo shot author you know even authors have the right team to get them the, their their workouts and all all that type of stuff so you really need those people avery yes here you want to say hi avery no come on down what i'll be done in about 30 minutes i'm sorry sorry about that that was my daughter <laughs> special guest wednesday it's christmas brother <laughs> yep but but really just to address what you're saying is so many people you're right don't have a sense of purpose to their life they don't even know what they're why they were created what they're really doing it for and they're kind of wandering around aimlessly so a lot of times if you don't have this secure this is what i was created for this is what i'm here on earth for done vision even if it's even if it's not even real or right, as long as you have that vision, you all of a sudden go after it hard. And it it's almost like that that's the the magic sauce is being able to be in that tunnel right there. But if you don't have that, then you're gonna be still searching for something that is reason why the reason you're doing something, because out without knowing the purpose of something, all you can do is misuse it. If you don't know the purpose of lights or let's say a vacuum. And you, you didn't even never seen a vacuum before. You might think like, oh, this is just like, let's stand this up. This is a trash can that sucks things in. Oh, okay. And you're using it completely wrong until like you know. Single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> but yeah, and that's why you need to know your purpose behind things because if not then so many people then go put years of time into things however long get to the end and they're like oh that, that, that now i'm lost 
now I'm lost. So then they have to search for the next thing, search for the next thing. And that right there isn't a fun place to be. So really it's finding that purpose that fulfills you. And that's why I, I even did this because my, just a quick background of where I am. I'm an IFBB pro. I've competed professionally. I've, <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I've done all that. And the thing was, is I was the worst and the most depressed when I was the biggest and the most shredded. Because the closer you, I got to that goal of being the best per se, I then had to be not only paying attention to things, but the moment one thing went wrong, it was like my whole world was derailed. Everything was like, I, even though I'm shredded, if I just remotely ate a cookie, I then would be ashamed to show my shirt off. So I'm going to be like, yo, show your six pack. Come on, you're shredded. I'm like, no no <laughs> you, you know because like i couldn't even harness what i was doing because what what was i doing it for mm. well the reason i was doing it for wasn't because i wanted to be the best and it was what my life purpose was no it was to be enough it was because i was being made fun of my whole life since i was like 12 13 years old you know maybe even before that to be noticed i was shy when i was younger being around around girls so it was like oh i'll be i'll be like this superhero kind of thing and no matter what, there's this next level to things. So even if I could be walking around with all confidence, you then get onto the pro stage and then all of a sudden, boom, well, there goes my confidence, just got last place, <laughs> you know, and then your whole world's crushed. And that's what I've realized is with so many people in fitness is they're attaching this utopia of like perfect this this feeling that that they're gonna feel when they achieve something even with business once i get to a million dollars then i'll finally have made it and i'll feel like i'm successful once i have my six pack once i lose this 30 pounds once whatever insert statement here i will feel some certain way but then all of a sudden they get there and they don't and, and that right there causes people major depression, many different mental issues. But what happens in fitness so many times is they establish this goal mm -hmm. and they say, hey, I want to lose 30 pounds, 40 pounds. Why? Because then I can get this done. Then I'll feel better about myself. Then I'll feel great. You know, I'll, I won't be so self-conscious. Well, just so you know, the best looking people are usually the most self-conscious, just hey. so you know. <laughs> Just, just so you know, but they get close to this goal. And then what they realize is they feel no different. They're just as angry. They're just as upset. They're just as sad. They're just as depressed. They're just as anxious. And so what happens is they then are forced with a decision, keep going after this goal that now makes no sense because I thought it was going to fulfill me or self-sabotage myself. And what normally happens is they self-sabotage things. So they go backwards away from the goal, but then they say, well, I haven't reached this goal because I self-sabotage myself. So therefore this goal still makes sense. So now let me hop back on the train again. So, and I, I, I won't eat like that again. It's only been a week of getting off and I'm going to get back on it. So they work even harder and harder and then they get close to it again. And then they like, wait a minute. Then all of a sudden something bad happens again. They self-sabotage and they just end up in this circle of comfort because if they were to achieve it, that would be even worse because then they're feeling that way with the achievement. At least they can say, well, I haven't achieved what I needed to achieve because of me. 
So therefore, I know why I'm here. Woe is me. Well, if I only can only do this and get there, then it makes sense. And they get stuck in this loop because that, that that's the two either you're unfulfilled by your goals or you get stuck in this loop and that's what so many people are with fitness because let's be real who said that all these normal people need to be working out like athletes like who said they need to be lifting weights an entire program about that yeah exactly like it it blows my mind. Like it's because Under Armour gets in their ear and like unleash the inner athlete, <laughs> you know, like it's true. Or who, who's, who are we supposed to look like? Oh, we supposed to look like this extreme athlete over here or that NFL player over here, or that amazing celebrity that just got shredded in X amount of time. And we make all these goals to be these athletes when you got 200 extra pounds on you 80 pounds extra you can't even go upstairs without huffing and puffing and now you're supposed to be doing burpees and squats yeah it, it doesn't make any sense they're literally becoming things they're not to try to be something they're not instead of looking at themselves and saying who am i what am i doing it's, it's what do i need conversation you know um they always say you know get get, get stuck get get lost in the process, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's really interesting because these two go along, you know, chasing money is, is very close to chasing the perfect physique. For sure. You know, and, and you know, there's another thing too. And I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm probably gonna put my foot in my mouth, but the, but the reality is the people that get to that, like where you're trying to go, there is a different mentality at that level. I mean, there's, there's a lot of loss at that level. And, but there, but there's a reason for that. It, mm -hmm. It's, there's a lot of sacrifice that it takes that to get to where you really want to go. I had mm -hmm. a gentleman, gentleman who had, um, I'd met him in, in an evening and we ended up going and meeting back up and him and his wife. And then, um, we ended up catching up together or whatever. It was really cool. He was a billionaire. He's a straight billionaire. And his story was, it was very interesting. We're sitting there. And actually the event we went to, I've never done this before, but it was in a winery out here. And um, we had gone out there and we were talking or whatever. And he's like, oh, reason we're, we're here. I was like, yeah, I just thought you invited us. He's like, no, we're gonna do some grape stomping. <laughs> so we're in these buckets, you know, stomping yeah. grapes, you know, with uh, no shoes on and everything like that. It was like, at that moment, I was like, does that mean everybody's feet hit the wine that you're gonna drink? Because I had a, a brain. <laughs> A brain. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if this is the right thing, you know, looking over at, uh, you know, Miss May's toe. I was a little nervous, but ultimately, <laughs> but ultimately his conversation struck me. And actually it happened to someone else uh, that just, it just actually yesterday, I was talking to a good friend of mine, but he, he, we had gone back and just hanging and talking and stuff. And he goes, yeah, man, he goes, um, I used to own a construction business and we did concrete. And he built this massive concrete business and it crashed, right? Mm. And he's like, man, I just, I pretty much lost everything. And I'm looking at the guy and I'm like, okay, here comes the rip because something happened in your life, you know, something changed, obviously. Mm -hmm. And he's all, yeah, man, kind of lost everything. And he's like, he goes back and basically what his story was is I ran into a friend of mine, Walton, and he said, hey, do you want to do snacks? And he ended up being the distributor for the snacks for Walmart. And oh, I, remember, nice. I remember just going, holy smoke, you've got to be happy, right? Like in my mind, I'm, I'm younger 
at the time. Like, yeah, hey, you got to be happy. Well, there was two things going on. One is him and I were at the same party and our bank accounts did not look the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're having a good time. Right. But his statement that he said is he goes, man, I really miss those years. I miss those years. It was really hard. He's all because I don't I don't really get those anymore. And I, I think to your conversation, it's like to get to the top, it's there. But in business or in health or whatever it is, that it's really not there. And it's that's not really hard. That's like mm-hmm. that's some real deep down, like it, difficult to make a decision to go do anything. Like you're trying to tell yeah. me there's nothing on the mountain. And I had a friend of mine sell his house just the other day, and he made a big chunk of money or whatever. He runs a business; he does pretty well. And um, he he's you know. I've talked to him for a long time, consulted with him for a long time and everything like that. And we had worked on some stuff that we were working on some goals and stuff. And he was hitting them, he's hitting them. And just the other day, he sold this house and he made a chunk of money. And his statement was, I just don't know what I'm going to do with the money. And I was like, man, that's what you've been doing this whole time. You know, mm-hmm. you've been working your tail off, building the yeah. business because you wanted to be able to sell it. And now you've got this chunk of money, which is equivalent to selling it maybe maybe a little less you're all good man gotta check it out it's all good i'm a human (laughs) i like it eh? just give me a little bit more time i'm on a podcast okay no but yeah definitely for sure and and i read a book it's actually um i'm not saying that i'm the biggest fan of this pastor but he he, you know his name's steven fiertick i don't know if you've heard of him but he wrote he wrote a book called greater And in this book, it basically is saying, hey, there is no perfect utopia, great place, best place to be, but there, but what you can do is you can be greater, which means you have to define where you are now and just be one little bit better than that. One little bit better than that, because if this to say that, oh, I'll be great or be awesome, or I'll have made it once I get there. Well, then how are you going to be greater than that? You see? And that's what all these problems, like you're saying, this billionaire and this other guy is having is he got they get to this place. And then you ask them, well, what's next? And since they can't even say what's next, now they're right back to almost square one of being like, wow, I'm lost. I, I, what, what, what do I need to do until they find some greater purpose? And that's why what I do is I establish where people are and figure out just how they can be one step better. Oh, you you know, to eat more and concern yourself less, to struggle less, that's one way to be better. To have less health issues, to have more energy. These are all things that could be breakthroughs, but maybe not see anything on the scale. That's why you start establishing what really matters to somebody. So then they can say, how are we going to measure it just being a little bit better, a little bit greater, a little bit greater each time? Because that is why I ultimately stepped out of of the normal mainstream fitness of promising these better results, trying to get them to be at this place because I see it left and right, especially in the pro world, especially at the pinnacle of the top. Most people are insane up there. They don't know what to do next. All they have is it. And if they can be on stage, standing next to the person, be the best they've ever been and not get rewarded simply by who they were standing next to. Mm -hmm. 
because that guy just happened to be a little bit taller and that guy just happened to be a bit taller. So I guess they're not rewarding short guys today, <laughs> you know, like little things like that, that just make no sense, but it's because where do you go from there? Why are you really doing it? Now, some people may have this goal to be there and use that as a launch pad to be bigger things. And there's greater things. Great. But a lot of us and a lot of people, it's like, okay, now what, now what? And all through the hundreds and almost thousands of people that I've worked with throughout my whole entire career, if you don't have that next, you're either not going to get there or things, I just made things worse. You, because if you get there and you lose all this weight and you put your body through literally so much struggle and stress and abuse and all that and feel just as bad, guess what happens? You don't do what you were just doing anymore. Whatever diet you were just on, keto, this, this, that, whatever method it was, if you get there and you don't feel fulfilled, you'll give it up because yeah. it's hard. It's hard to do that, especially if you're doing any of these weird diets or anything, you'll give it up. And what happens is then all of a sudden the body goes thunk and it's slow. You, who knows what happened during that time and you go back and now you're this much more heavy. You're this much more out of shape. And now it's 10 times harder to even get there again. Why? Because there's no reason to get there. You already know it. And so you get these people giving up and now they, and they, and they, they have an excuse for that. Now it's called age. <laughs> They just, oh, I've just, I've just gotten older. It just doesn't come off like it used to, you know? And it's like, yeah, no, age is just an excuse for doing the wrong thing longer. Ooh, that's pretty that, good. That's it. That's, that's, that's what age is because age doesn't matter. I'll show you an 80 year old. That's more fit than a 23 year old, you know, <laughs> they're always around. It's just, what were they doing different? What they were doing different is a they weren't putting their whole life's work into this fitness thing of make it or break it it was just what they did it was just a process of enhancing who they are already and that's why i that's what i do with my fitness is like i said it's not about the results and promising all these things it's like no i help them submit their health and fitness to Christ and experience the quality of life God intended for them. Mm. And because then that quality of life didn't say, Oh, you're going to be stuck in a gym, all this. No, it's to live fitness. What is fitness in biology? It's the ability to thrive in your environment and reproduce. That's biology. I thought I and, was to strike my testosterone because that feels really dang good. <laughs> well, but that but that's reproduced right there. That's what health is. The health of an individual, the fitness of an individual is to complete the task, your fitness level, and to and to be healthy. If you go, go just Google the definition of fitness, yeah. you know, is also to be healthy. But in order to reproduce, it is to be, you have to be healthy. The healthier you are, the longer you'll be able to reproduce. But we cut, a lot of people cut it off at the 40 level. Why? Because, oh, age. No, because they were doing the wrong thing all during their 30s and their 20s. I'll tell you, I'm, you know, I'm cracking those, those days and I'll tell you, you know what, there's kind of a lot of some benefit too, because there's also a lot of some mental things that you don't even think about that you used to think of. Mm -hmm. There's some things that you're just like, I don't give a crap about that anymore. Yeah, you lose your ego. And then you could just, yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. I think it's kind of funny. I mean, this is kind of off the rail, but I think it's always funny as people are getting older, you know, say like, you know, someone in their sixties or so. And, and, you know, I'm fortunate. I have a father who still goes to the gym you know, five days a week. He's yeah. in his seventies 
and he's a crusher. You know, he's he's in the gym at four o'clock in the morning, and oh, nice seventy-two. And at the end of the day, you know, you look at you look at kind of age or whatever, and you're like, no, it's kind of been your pattern the whole time. It it didn't really matter. I mean, he was doing that when when I was young. You know, yeah. I mean, we we'd go to the bars when I was super young. We'd coming home, I'd be like hiding a bottle, and he'd be out there stretching at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, okay, well, I mean, but that was my role model. You know, you kind of have mm-hmm. those type of people. So. I kind of, you touched on it a minute ago and one of it was, um, you know, I think it was, and I, I kind of tracked your story. I was like to do my homework and I found that it was like 2017, maybe right around then, the end of 16. That's when you started to kind of go, wait, I'm going to kind of make that transition from being a fitness person. And I, I know this experience to then doing business. How was that transition for you? Because I think there's a lot of people that can connect with that because you did hit the heights of being on, um, you know, the higher stages and things like that. So, you know, there was a (laughs) kind of bring this up. It was Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson sitting with a guy on his podcast and the the boxer was, uh, he's a pro boxer and he's like, man, I would never fight Jake Paul or any of those guys. Right. He's like, I'm a prize fighter. And then the only guy in the world that could actually just say this, I mean, to that level really. Yeah. And literally Mike Tyson goes, you ain't a prize fighter. And the guy's like, what are you talking You see this ego. He's like, what are you talking about? He goes, <laughs> he goes, you're an entertainer. Don't you ever forget it. And the guy's face was like, <laughs> I guess you're right. But it's someone like yourself that, you know, going forward and being, being somebody, being a role model at that level, then being able to transition, you become the coach, you know, and you mm-hmm. now become the coach. What was that like for you? And then transitioning to generate, you know, the other side. Well, so my whole, my whole career, I started, I started um, really training in 2011. So I was a coach for other people starting to do things as well while I was still competing. But you, you could even tell that throughout my business, like, or at least personal training back then, that the focus was still on me. Mm. Like even in my everyday conversation, even, you know, I would, I would say, okay, clients, I, it's the last three weeks of my competing, you know, I'm not training anymore, <laughs> you know, and, and the, the real transition was, was for me getting to the top and all that and, and realizing, wow, I'm back to the bottom. Really. Once you get to the top, you realize you're at the bottom again. <laughs> Once you make your first million then you're like, great, cool. Make it two, then make it five, then make it 10, be a billionaire then, <laughs> you know, and there's always this next thing. But for me, I, that, that's where I really had this, this identity crisis. If I was saying, what is this all for? Like, great. I make, I, I was making six figures as a trainer at some points, you know, and it's like, I wasn't any happier between making 10,000 a month between 4,000 a month. It really didn't make much difference mm-hmm. to me, but it really was about how many lives am I affecting positively? Mm-hmm. And that's what really keeps me going now and really helps me turn the page because, because I really started going hundred percent online during COVID when that all started hitting and built the program and all that. And, but even during that whole time, I still wasn't for, in my, in my opinion, helping people to the highest degree that I could. And even though I was coaching them i'm giving them what they say they wanted all these things i they would then get what they wanted and then they would leave and go just to another coach because he does keto (laughs) 
<laughs> like doesn't even matter. Like it's like, wait, what? And then you watch them up with that coach and they're doing keto and all you hear is about their struggle to eat the whole time, how they're all of a sudden not able to be social with their husband because I would know the husband or something like that. And then they start looking worse than what they did with me. But then you, you, you know, like, but, and the husband will be telling me that, but she's all blinded by it. Like, there's all these things. And I was just like, I'm not really helping people here. Like, I'm, yeah, I help them get from point A to point B, but then how did I really help them? Because no one even speaks about what type of damage goes on trying to change your body like this, trying, going from heavy to light, lightweight, if you're starving yourself while doing it, how much did you screw up your metabolism? How much did you shut things down just achieving that, let alone just how much stress did you go through? Because if you're doing everything right, but you're constantly stressed out, it, it's, it, you're harming yourself. Even if you're doing everything right, if you're in a, uh, an environment of stress, then your body isn't going to be sitting there in that zen-like using other type of worldly terms, but in that peace, that comfort. So then the moment all of a sudden you get unstressed, what, well, what does that look like? Probably not doing anything that you're currently doing to get you to stay where you are. Sure. So then everything just drops off and then you're just in another state of stress. So for me, that's when I really changed that gear. And I was like, I have to work with just Christians because what else is life about for me? Like life is all about Christ because Christ is the ultimate true source of life. Christ is love. You know, Jesus is love. He, he was the creator for all of us. This is only a blip of the map. So if I really embody that, and I know that here's all this group of people that say they believe that too, yet don't really follow it or struggle to follow it. That's when I was like, this is where I belong. This is my ministry and my business. There's something much bigger than business for me because I'm not actually somebody that's totally obsessed with money. I really don't care about money. Like I've said, I've made more, I've made less and it never affects my happiness or anything like that. But what does affect it is when I feel like I'm truly helping people, then I'm truly changing lives, not just temporarily, not just artificially, but truly on a soul level. And for me, an eternal level for forever and ever, that's what really got me to change and start doing everything different in business. And you can now ask my clients, like, I keep my clientele low because I don't know what they're going to need. You need the three hour conversation. You get the three hour conversation. Some people are just oh in, out, in, out. That's cool too. But it's really studying that person and saying, how can I help that person more today? Just the other day, I was helping somebody help write their blog over proofreading their, their blog post, you know, and that right there is what's stressing them out. And if that's what's stressing them out, that's probably the thing that's going to keep them from their workout. That's going to keep them from eating the calories or the food that and getting the fuel they need. So if I can help on that level, that right there could do so much more good on their for their health and fitness than me saying, well, you should eat more calories. You should you should prep your food beforehand. You know, it's it's really concerning yourself about the individual and that's what I wish that all personal training would do because I look at personal training personal trainers and I look at them as dog walkers dog walkers get the dog they choose the leash 
the length of the leash, the color of the leash, and which way they walk around the, the park or the gym per se. And at the very end, how long they stay at each station, at the very end they go, good job, hand pat them, and they go on their way dog walker. But a personal trainer or a personal or a dog trainer goes, what's the environment that they are being, they're living in? What are the current behaviors they are displaying? What are the current behaviors you want to see? What are the tricks you want to see them? What type of food are you eating? Are they malnourished? They ask all these other questions, but this isn't what personal trainers do. They just look and be like, oh, you want to lose weight and look better? Cool. Let's work out like an athlete. Has nothing to do with them. And then when they can't. You nailed it. You nailed it, man. I think that I, I can tell like you found yourself a passion. I think you found, you know, uh, what you're all about. And I think that as a business, I think one thing people can learn from you is that you niche down to the type of person that you want to work with. You niche down to obviously how you can express that energy. It's not yeah. just, you know, doing those things. How, how do people find you, man? I mean, this is, this is your time to shine. And, you know, obviously you, you, you run a business and you all, everybody wants yeah. people to go. How do they find you, man? So you can go right onto my website, which is www.y2fitness.com. That's actually W-H-Y, just like Simon Sinek, start with Y. And that's 2-T-O fitness. Because you got to think of what is your Y to fitness? Why are you doing fitness you know your y2 fitness so that right there my my instagram is the same thing y2 fitness you can go on that and those two places is where i really am doing all my business on dude aaron o'connell you're for energy bro keep it up man i mean you've shared an sure. incredible story you know hopefully i get to have you on again this has been an incredible thing for me obviously we've got a long super good or or maybe i can have you on mine because my my podcast is will be probably released by the end of january um, it's going to be the Y2 Fitness Podcast. So it's going to be talking about people's why to their fitness yeah. or their health or reasons why. But also, it'll be about answering questions. I'll be having a lot of people write and be like, hey, why do I do this? Why don't I can't I have that? Why? You know, and I'll be answering those things as well. And also, I'm writing the book, which is called The Why Way. That should be out within the first uh first month as well and the y way is really my program to the y2 fitness and that's really just how to be healthy and fit without struggling or stressing so Dude, i appreciate the, you man been an yeah man guest thanks for joining us on the moved entrepreneur podcast aaron o'connell yeah. thank you so much brother you're welcome thank you so much jason if you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Moved is to entrepreneurs.